0: Welcome to the Lynn Sanity, a podcast for the Running Hook Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to an edition of the Lynn Sanity Podcast, a part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. And uh, folks, I got to give one quick shout out before we get into our plugs. Uh, Bryce Shaddy taking over the host chair uh, last week. On uh, Shaddy sanity, uh, don't be afraid to uh, to check that out. It was it was it was yeah. a good it was a good I listened me. to it. I I, uh, I I got some reviews from some people. It was uh, overall uh, a well done. Uh, podcast, but real quick, let's get into the plugs. Uh, if you wanna, you wanna listen to the pod. You, you have any interest in the Running Hook Network? Please uh, subscribe to us on on Spotify. Uh, give us five stars on uh, Apple Pods, uh, just because you think I'm sexy. Uh, go out and, and just do what you can to, to make sure that the Running Hook Network continues to stay. Uh, at the top. I mean, let's face it. When you got a podcast with wannabe Seinfeld and Ruben Studdard, you're on a terrific spot. And so check it out. Check out what you got. And uh, without further ado, let's just jump into the podcast. So, folks, we have had a NBA Finals, no, I'm a, a very, sexy. very, a very fun NBA Finals. Let's just be honest. A very fun NBA Finals. It's. I think it's been, uh, you know, it's 2-1. Uh, Milwaukee came out and beat them in uh, game three. But I, I did think it's been a f- fun series so far. It seems like it's going to be competitive, at least. You know, it didn't seem like that in Game games one and two, but Milwaukee stepped up to the bell. Uh, JD, you're on with us today. Uh, we're not doing two pods. So, uh, you know, without further ado, what are your initial thoughts on the series so far, the two-to-one lead for Phoenix?
1: Um, No surprise, honestly. I think that one thing Phoenix got going in, to this series was the better coach. And I think that the game plan he laid out was going to be remarkable no matter what. And I feel like although Milwaukee um, lost the first two games, I think they, they initial game plan was, wasn't bad. It's just they top two, they two guys outside of Giannis wasn't making any shots. Um, I think it's going to be a great series. I don't see it being a long series personally, competitive every game, but I don't think the record will show it. I think Phoenix closed it out within six games. Uh, but I really, I, I like it though. I mean, who, who don't, who don't like seeing a competitive series, especially when you get to see Drew Holiday and Chris Paul going at it. Um, Drew and Book. Um Aiden Aiden disappointed me one game and came out hot blitzing last game, but um, uh, you know, it's not a good idea for starting Giannis most of the game. I I don't think that's a good thing that uh Money is doing. Then Giannis, I mean, wasn't great the first game, but and I think he he realized that. It's not much that um, DeAndre Aiden can do to stop them. They have to guard them as a team. I, I, I really, I really like what's going on. I'm truly invested in the series, honestly, just because as a competitive person, I like to see very competitive guys going at. I love uh, Jay Crowder's spirit. You know, Michael Bridges, um, Cam Johnson, Tory Critt. I like that all of them. Yeah, from Michael Bridges, Cam Johnson, um Toy Craig, Jay Crowder, just a bunch of a bunch of competitive guys that don't they don't give an inch. Mm-hmm. And then you look at Milwaukee, they got the same thing with this it's they stars though. We know Book, Chris Paul, and Aiden for Phoenix, but I don't I think as far as this series go, I think nobody has been competing harder than Drew Holiday. Now his shooting might not represent it, but as far as the defensive end and just everything he's getting into, um the last two games, Giannis has been right there with him. Um surprisingly this guy has been funny to me because he does either very well or he just look like he shouldn't be but pat connington like we know he's gonna compete but it's sometimes it's like man he making an impact then other times it's like i'm to floor and last but not least y'all know my boy bobby portis man i love seeing bobby do good out I can't can't say nothing bad about it, but I I really like everything going on in this series. It's a fun series, very competitive. And I think for the most part, the the one thing that I really want to see is a game that come down to the wire and it's match me bucket for bucket or stop me from scoring, get a stop. And I think when you got bulldogs like – Chris Paul and Drew Holiday at the front of both sides of it. I I can't, I can't wait to see a game like that.
0: Well, Bryce, what are, what is your initial thoughts of the series? You know, two to one Phoenix advantage uh, with, with game four in Milwaukee as well with the chance to tie it. Uh, What have you been seeing? What have you uh, not liked? Uh, Just, just overall, what are your thoughts?
2: I mean, honestly, I mean, you almost kind of get a, as expected, right? I know we joke around like, oh, you know, sons are going to sweep them. It's over stuff like that. I mean, but wait, I mean, we all know uh, this Milwaukee team, they're going to fight. I mean, you're going to get straight up fight out of them. And obviously Giannis, he's doing his thing uh, back to back 40 point games. Hasn't I mean, it's Michael Jordan level. You know, he denied the comparisons and rightfully so. Um, you know, Giannis, Michael Jordan, uh, two Very, very different players. But I mean, nothing short of what Giannis has been able to do, even on an on an injured knee. I mean, for me, it comes down to I mean, J.D.'s good. He's got a good point. It comes down to the stars performance. And I mean, we've seen Devin Booker struggle at times throughout the throughout the series. And it kind of came to a head uh, in game three, Uh, really struggled to shoot the ball. He's still averaging 22, 23 points a game in this series, but, I mean, he is earning every single point he gets. I mean, he was even struggling from the free throw line in Game 3, so it really does come down to the stars in this game. It's going to come down. Can can Chris Middleton, you know, finally find his stroke? Uh, You know, he's kind of struggled a little bit. Drew Holiday, he's got spurts of of greatness uh he's got really good off when he is hot he is hot and he is unstoppable on offense we know what he can do on defense uh which has been outstanding uh chris paul chris paul's had a good series though but uh no i expect it to be a, a continue to be a fun series but I, I think jd's right i could see him close it out in, in six but i i predicted Suns in seven so i'm gonna stick with that
0: Meanwhile, I got a, uh, you know, the man of the hour when it comes to the Phoenix Suns. Also on this podcast, Zach Griffith. Zach, you've been in love with DeAndre Ayton in this playoffs, but DeAndre Ayton didn't give you exactly what you would have wanted uh, in Game Two. But then in Game Three, it felt like he really stepped up, became their best player. Uh, how have you been seeing this series? I know you've been uh, loving it from the Phoenix persp- uh, perspective for obvious reasons, of course. I mean, nothing, nothing to, uh, uh, you've been very objective, uh, with how you approach this series. How would you totally, think? totally
3: <laughs> no external factors at all. None. Two
2: wins away, Zach, <laughs> two from $240.
3: Well, listen, folks, my only regret is I didn't bid more. I should have been 50. Well, anyway, back to this series here, you know, <sighs> The Bucks did what they had to do in Game 3. They came out. They punched him in the mouth. You know, after Game 2, it was looking pretty grim. Honestly, after the first quarter of Game 3, it was looking like this one could be a close one. Uh, but Giannis turned it on. Giannis has been the best player through the three games. I think that's fair to say. I think, yeah, he's averaging like 34. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. 34, and
3: yeah, he's averaging... Yeah, and on a bum knee, like Bryce said. Uh, I'm going to agree with J.D., Drew Holiday. He's probably been the best defensive player in the series. You know, Chris Paul's been the Suns' best player, but he's been hounding him. He's been hounding Devin Booker. Uh, You're going to get your Cam Johnson. You know, the Suns are too deep where uh, it's just not possible where everybody's going to suck one night. So last night, or whenever game three was, Cam Johnson goes off. Maybe you get Mikael Bridges going off like in Game 1. You know, they're just too deep for everybody to be non-existent. My boy Aiton, finally bouncing back, albeit in a blowout. He's still averaging 17-13 and 13 for the series, but needs some more consistency. Uh, he got into some foul trouble, which is fine. He's been doing
2: a good job of. Uh, Ma- Monty has of- challenged that though. Monty has challenged that because they have not established a legal guarding position on how well, to guard Giannis. It's no almost like surprise. a Shack situation. It's no surprise. Because- yeah, but, but call it call it consistently. The refs,
1: the refs suck. Yeah. Zach, can I ask you a question? Of course. Do you think that, um, although, but. Didn't shoot well last night. Chris Ball was kind of took out the game. Do you think the loss kind of falls on Aiden foul trouble? Mm.
3: Interesting question. It's a good question. It is a I good
1: question. I wouldn't say the whole lot. I, I mean, they. I mean, for the most part, they were either leading or in the game as long as Aiden was on the floor. Well,
2: no, I, I, mean, I think I'm going to put a little bit on out, Devin Booker though because he started
1: out seven or eight. The game was right there.
2: Yeah. Foul trouble
1: came.
3: I see where you're coming from. I see where you're coming from. He definitely, uh, gets I'm just saying, some like, of the blame. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. He
1: gets, no, I'm he saying, gets I'm, I'm not saying he take the full blame, but I'm saying, due to his foul trouble, the game got out of hand. I agree.
2: Yeah. It changed I the totally
1: game. agree. Yeah. Well, when you're game. going
2: from Aiton to Frank Kaminsky, yeah, it's going to change the game. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, that, that, that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying, like, Oh, it's his fault they lost because, I mean, Drew Holiday took Chris Paul out the game. Yeah. yeah. Book, Book relapsed. My thing with Booker was because he shot so great in the second game, he thought he was still hot the third game. Why out of your first 14 shots, seven of them are threes? You don't do that. No. You, you're, you don't do that. You 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 shoot the three when you got it. You don't rely on three. Hillman Chris Paul dominated from the mid range the entire playoffs. I mean, yeah, he he had his um trouble at the foul line, which is not something that we used to. But you still gotta take into account you're a ninety percent free throw shooter. You you get to the line regardless. You still try to get to the line. I'll, I'll be a you shoot three assists at your friend Who cares? You got to be aggressive than that. So I I definitely put some on book. I'm just saying I think the the Phoenix Suns go as DeAndre Aiden is involved. When DeAndre Aiden isn't involved and that foul trouble came along, I think Milwaukee may have possibly found out Phoenix Achilles Hill and it's DeAndre Aiden being in foul trouble and allowed Drew Holiday to run rampant on um Chris Paul. Because the more that you take Chris Paul out the game, Book can give you 50. Book can give you 50. If DeAndre Aiden is in foul trouble, Paul is not able to be as involved, not just on the scoring end. But we know what's Chris Paul's best asset leading, getting his teammates involved. Last night it was none of that, and they they team looked very bad. Adding on the fact that book shot terrible, I think I think Milwaukee might have found their Achilles heel, but with a coach like Bud, I don't think that. It. I don't think it'll be consistent. I was just going well, you, you to say, that's a sad a lot. thing.
2: Yeah, you have to have a lot of things go correctly for the Bucks, right? You have to have Devin Booker not shoot well again. You have to have DeAndre Ayton in foul trouble. You have to throw Chris Paul off his game.
1: I think I just, with, Book, I, with Book scoring well, Book can score well. And I think as long as you can keep Aiden in foul trouble, because Aiden shouldn't be Giannis' primary defender. And I think if they don't change that, They lose the next game. Kind of similar. Because Drew, I don't know if it's him guarding Chris 94 feet and just being the irritant that he is. But Chris Paul looked like – I would have rather had campaign in the game last – in game three than Chris Paul. Because he he, he, – Ruffle oh, Chris on. Paul feathers. No,
0: come on. Went, come on. He
1: he that. ruffled Chris Paul feathers that much. Uh, I'm not buying that. I'm not saying campaign was better. I said for game three. No, I, I know I know what you're saying. For, for, I, I still for, don't know. For, for game three. You you gotta think about it. <laughs> Drew Holiday wasn't go guard campaign. Mm-hmm. Campaign was yeah. getting campaign was getting to the realm. Campaign was able to play as campaign. When when Chris Paul got took out the game the way that he did by Drew, I think it started to become a thing where, okay, role players is the only thing you can rely on. Look, look at it. Aiden foul trouble. Chris Paul not involved. Book book shooting well wouldn't change none of that. So it would have had to be more of the role players playing along with Book. And because Book shot well, it was nothing but role players. campaign did better because he didn't draw any of the attention. Drew Holiday was only on Chris Paul and Booker. I would have had to have campaign in there and just deal with Drew Holiday standing Book. Or when they went to the two-guard lineup in the fourth quarter, Drew stayed on um Chris Paul and we seen campaign rim. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying as just that game go when Chris Paul is being negated like that, ride right with campaign. Cause he's not gonna take the toughest defender.
0: I see, okay, I see then how, how are you okay, but then how how are you gonna match up then if Payne's on the court? You know who? Who are you gonna have? Who are you gonna guard if you're more? I feel like campaign would still get a pretty good defender on him, right? I mean, are you're not gonna put? Like, I wouldn't put like Drew Jeff
1: Holiday Teague. on. I mean, they they had Jeff Teague on them. <laughs> <laughs> the Jeff T. Well, you're. I just look. Jeff Je- Jeff Teague <laughs> was terrible. Like no. he. He's shooting threes like he's a three-point shooter. He's getting blown bad, bad. His biggest asset is his speed, and campaign Payne took off on him every chance he get. I like those odds. Or, or, or who was they go put? Brent Forbes. Brent Forbes. Y'all, I love yeah, Brent I know, Forbes. Yeah. Y'all know, y'all know I like Brent Forbes. But come on, that. <laughs> no, nah, he wasn't going to defend. I mean, I just. That, that, that's thing- that's all I'm saying. Sam Merrill. That
0: that, oh, <laughs> yeah, nah, yeah. They, but that's that's just to me where I, I just I'm lost even more at why they just said hey for cash considerations we're gonna tr- we're gonna trade Co- Tori Craig like <laughs> that's an example of when you have some actual depth ah, and they and they you, got off of him ah. of, we don't know. But they just got off of it, because Bud
1: didn't prefer him. Uh <laughs> I mean, but that that's the big think, thing. Think for logically, me. it's Milwaukee. It's Milwaukee a t- t- organization known for making smart moves. I They paid no, they, I, they, they they did did with true they extended Eric Bledsoe. But they got Malcolm off they project. got
2: they they got off the contract though.
1: They somehow got off it.
2: How, Caleb's, how did Caleb's how did, guy Eric Bledsoe? No, How don't go. Eric no. B from New Orleans is that him? Listen,
1: listen, <laughs> listen Drew Holiday and broadden in that backcourt would have worked. They should have brought back broadden and still flipped Bledsoe for Drew. Yeah, they could have him worked. back. That would have worked. They they kept Bledsoe, and who was his backcourt mate? When you had Middleton. You had you had like you had the Middleton types. They, that's they, what you're they, saying. They they play Middleton at the three. I don't even what? remember who who his backcourt mate was. Divacinzo. Um, yeah, I mean they had Dante for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Why keep Bledsoe over Broden in this situation with the the way the team was constructed? What was your reason to keep Bledsoe over? Um, brought them and that turned to a thing where you go out they should have been they as soon as as soon as ad was traded that's when they should have went after drew drew was on the market already you don't wait till the off season you get them off right then and there that way they would have had a four season together they would have had half a season and a four season together yeah it, i think milwaukee is not a team that made smart Moves. I mean, they kept Bud this long. Obviously, they don't. They It's not a lot going on in the front office brain. That's why I don't think, even if, that's why I said Phoenix win no matter what. Because I do think Milwaukee has what it takes to steal some more games. But I don't trust Bud as a coach. He's not a good adjustment coach. No. You see, you you want to know the best thing they did, the biggest adjustment they did, and why they won, and why Giannis looked good these last two games. He wasn't dribbling the ball freaking thirty feet out. Thirty he's feet been, out. He's he's been in a pick and roll. He's been able to find a spot. He been able to down free throws. He has been able to knock down um around. I mean, he's been having the ball fall his way on a lot of things we're not used to. But he's been involved in more pick and rolls with Drew and Middleton, and he's been in his rhythm that way. That's been the only reason why Giannis has excelled. If you take that away, look at how bad other things is going for the team. Why Why isn't Brooke Lopez posting up with Jay Crowd on him? Um I I
0: mean that's that's a frustrating thing to me because all they try to do in in Milwaukee is make Lopez a corner shooter. Zach Zach and I have talked about this. Zach and I have talked about how much we hate it. Lopez should be on the block a lot more. Plus, Lopez has actually been good in the postseason. Yeah, because Lopez so, is actually good, Zach. So, he's why, actually so why he's good. actually uh, been good I, in the postseason. I, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. This guy
3: was one of the top, I don't know, 10 post players of the past 10 years. Yes. But what, what are we going to do, guys? We're going to put him in the corner, which is what we do with P.J. Tucker. We're going to put him in the fucking corner. He's going to shoot threes yes. all game. But yeah, not. look, yeah. I know what the percentages are. I know he's been good. That's my point. Guess that's what? That's exactly I'm, my I'm point. Gonna let it, I'm going to let him have it. I'm going to let him have it. Because it's Brooke Lopez,
0: and his game is in the post. That's exactly my point. But once the, but the, but that's, but I think that leads to a bigger question, right, and a bigger problem. And I just think Milwaukee's underachieved offensively all playoffs, and somehow, some way, they're in the position that they're in. They've underachieved as a team. love. And I, I just, I think it's one of those things where it's like, there we go. Defensively, they've been really good, but offensively, like, I just think they. You know, Giannis. Obviously, you can't do much better. But it just seems like everybody else is just incredibly up and down, right? I mean, Middleton's been somewhat consistent, but he's had a couple rough games. Uh, you could make a serious argument that Pat Connaughton is their second, second most consistent player on the team. Oh. So Bryce, here's my question. Here's my question, then. If you're oh. if you're the Bucks, if you're the Bucks, you have one more game at home, right? And it's clear that your guys play better at home. But you know that if Phoenix gets the split and goes up 3-1, like, fair to say it might be wraps here. Like, what are you doing in game four, if you're Milwaukee, to even this up? Because it's, it's just, it's monumental for them to do this. I don't think that they are able to beat Phoenix in Phoenix.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I think I think it's been proven throughout the playoffs. I think you have to play Giannis at the five. I mean, that's when they go on their big runs, and and that's what creates the the Aiton Giannis mismatch. And any time that Giannis runs into DeAndre Aiton, it's a foul. I mean, if if that's the way they're gonna call it, that's the way they're gonna call it. I mean, not to not to ignore the fact, but Scott Foster again screwing Chris Paul a Chris Paul led team. No surprise. No surprise at all. Um, I, I, and I think Monty Williams is right. I think they need to establish what is a legal, a legal guarding position. I mean, again, I, I compare it to almost like a a 2000s Shaq, you know, anything that you do to Shaq, it's, it's a foul all of a sudden, you know, and I mean, Giannis in game three shot 17 free throws. Do you guys know how many the Suns shot? 16.
3: Mm.
2: Giannis shot more free throws than the entire Suns team. In game three, I mean, I mean that's a that's a that's an incredible that's a telling stat. It's a telling stat. Now, now there were some where they were just wrapping up Giannis just to force Mm -hmm. him to go to the free throw and make him make him shoot. Right, I get that, I get that. But the ones, I'm not saying all of them, but there were a couple where you're like, all right, come on. I mean, what's he supposed to do there? Yeah, but what's he
1: supposed to do there? Part of the problem is it's something that the NBA has allowed for a long time. Smaller guys get away with certain things guarding bigger guys. Why why do you think that? And and years past, Giannis' Achilles' heel has been actual forwards guarding him versus big men. Yeah. When yeah. when 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 Miami yeah. used the combination of Crowder. Jimmy Bam Bam guarded him for a stint, but Bam wasn't guarding him initially all the time. No. It was no. and Jimmy and why? They quick enough to get their hands in places and and force him to to m- move in ways that forced to travel or forced him to run over them. You can't put Aiden. It's not quick enough. Aiden. Let me say this. Aiden should be
2: guarding Aiden, Tucker and Crowder, or or Bridges should be on should be on Giannis.
1: Exactly. Period. Aiden should come as the help. Aiden is not a great defender at all. No, he has looked impressive versus certain people, but Aiden Aiden has been abused on defense his whole career. Why use him as the primary defender of Giannis? when Giannis is simply just going to run into him. And then when you have the bodies of uh, Bridges and Crowder, those two should be switching every other play from Giannis to Middleton. (sighs) Miss it up. Yeah, Yeah. Bridges is a lot smaller than Giannis, but you know what Bridges does very well? He get his hands in the pocket. Crowder is very – crowd is very aggressive then when you switch it out calm johnson similar to bridges he just get his hand in the pocket tory craig is very aggressive you do this and you got a better chance at slowing them down at least we will live with you know the one thing that every team that has won against pj tuck and his past has done sure allow him to take multiple threes we want him shooting at least seven threes. We will leave him in that corner. Yeah. let let Aiden come over as the help. get a hand in there just be an extra just be just be <laughs> in the area to where you could possibly throw him off. You don't have to block every shot. Just just crowd him up. That's the same thing that um. Toronto did. Sure. Giannis going to dribble from 30 feet out. Kawhi is going to be in his pocket. If they give it to him somewhere lower, we're going to make it Not only as Kawhi in his pocket, but we got extra hands going up. And who did they leave open? Eric Bledsoe. Who was yeah. Eric Bledsoe's primary defender? Pascal Siakam. Why? Because Siakam could be the extra hands in Giannis' way. It's, it's yeah. literally the same pattern Phoenix can literally do this, and while Drew Drew made some big shots in the third quarter yesterday, right? Um, but you gotta yep. understand, Middleton ain't shooting well right now. No, Drew isn't shooting particularly well. No. We have to. Those the only two guys that I'm scared of. I will live. With knowing that they're gonna keep putting Brooke Lopez on a three. I will live knowing that PJ Tucker is gonna be the main guy open. It's it's not a hard task to do that. The problem comes in when a guy like Bobby Portis, who stays around lingering for offensive rebounds, but you get you get to that point when you get there. That's when you change Aiden yeah. to being his primary defender. Right. But before that, you you have to change your defense, and I, I test Caleb as soon as the series started. Yeah. I hate these defensive matchups. Yeah, it makes no sense to have Aiden as Giannis' primary defender. <laughs> Giannis will go for forty every game. It, it, I don't know. I think I think yesterday might have been a wake up call because I, I I don't understand why. They they even Defending the us like that but at the same time Milwaukee Is Every time P.J. Tucker is going Chris Paul 94 feet I hit him with a screen With somebody smaller And we going P.J. Tucker yeah. Not fast I hit him with a screen with somebody Smaller and we going have Aiden in the dunker's box and whoever it is that set the screen, have them running alongside Chris Paul and you make, you make whoever that set the screen, they defender play the middle and you keep going until you get down there. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's,
0: uh, here's the thing. I mean, like we can talk, you know, like, I think that's a good point. Really, GD, when you're talking about, when you're talking about Monty and his use of guarding, Giannis and Zach, it makes me want to go to you here because you've been you've been very high on Monty. You've been high on Monty throughout the entire postseason. You think he's one of the best coaches in the league, but you know at some point, uh, you know you got to start making the right you know in the decisions that are needed, uh, you know given where where you're at. I mean, Giannis is kicking you. He's he's kicking your tail. I mean, are, how are you adjusting if you're Monty? What are you trying to do, Zach? Uh, in this in, in this series to try to make sure that you can go up three one because the fact is Zach, Giannis is eating your lunch, and it just seems like everybody else is just is just kind of mediocre right now, right? I mean, not anything outstanding, not anything great, uh, not anything uh, insane. So how are you trying to do this if you're Monty? Because I mean, Giannis is kicking your tail. I mean, this is the best stretch of basketball he's ever played in his entire career. And I'll lock it in, saying that there is no better stretch he'll ever have in his career than this, than this stretch. Oh wow, wow! I can see. So Zach, what do you think? What do you think about that?
3: Well, first off, I don't disagree with that. Uh, I'm not going to slam you for locking that in, but DeAndre Aiden isn't playing with this mindset that um, I can't get into foul trouble because my backup sucks. He's not playing with that mindset. He's just out no. there playing. Monty Williams, on the other hand should be seeing it that way. He should be seeing it that way. He should be like, if I lose Aiden, if we lose Aiden, I have to put in Kaminsky, who's plus minus in five minutes is like minus 10. I can't do that. (laughs) No. No, you can't. If Aiden gets in foul trouble in game four, they're in serious danger of letting this get tied up. I think the Suns are going to win game four. Um, Granted, I picked the Suns. I think in every game, this, this, post- yeah,
2: yeah, you pretty much have you, <laughs> $240 you've been, dollars you've been has, absurd. has invested but your interest. In,
3: in all, in all seriousness, I think they're going to win game four. I think they're going to figure it out. In terms of Giannis, not sure there's anything you can do, Caleb, because he's the best player on the court right now. Uh, he's not getting, he's getting defensive help. He's not getting the offensive help you want, especially from Middleton. He's still averaging 19, but, He's not the versus Atlanta Middleton that we were seeing. And quite frankly, the Middleton we were seeing the three rounds prior to this. He was awesome. Um, I just think, you know, eventually... I'm not going to say the knee is going to take him out because I've seen no signs pointing to that. But it still is a concern. Uh, If I'm Monty Williams... I'm doubling him as soon as he gets the ball in the post. I don't care where in the post it is. I'm, I'm doubling him. Sure. Cuz I'm fine. I know we said Connaughton, you know, comically enough, has been their second most consistent guy. Sure.
2: Hey, but, hey, you, hey, eat it on Connaughton. I was No, I won't. I was no, right. I, was right. No, I won't. No, I right.
0: No, I, no, you're not. No,
2: you're no, not. <laughs> I was
0: right. No, you're not. No, no,
3: no, no. They'd much rather that be Dante, but Yes. You know, if I have to sacrifice, if I have to sag, I don't know, Bridges or Crowder off of Connaughton to double Giannis, I'm gonna do that. I'm sure. gonna do that. I'm gonna do that every sure. time. So maybe they do something like that. Uh, I don't see, I don't see them going to zone. Uh, I think they're running a little bit, but I don't see them making the full switch. Um, honestly, not much you can do. Giannis is gonna get his.
1: Aiden has to stay out of foul trouble. Yeah, but make it hard. That's the thing they're making it too easy for Giannis. Like, it's a saying. horrible send team the, to match up against Giannis. That's I, a horrible a team against Giannis. I I'm saying send I the just double. I was just thinking.
3: Hit me out. I'm not. I'm not saying wave the white flag. I'm just saying. They they keep. There's only in, so
1: much you can do. They they keeping Brooke on the three right. Have Aiden on Brooke for this reason alone. Who is one of the all-time steals leader? Chris Paul. Throw Chris Paul on a PJ Tucker and have him come down and get his hands in there on Giannis. Sure. As long as Scott Foster not not being the referee that game, we we likely to see a fad assists turnover game from Giannis. Sure. We see um and, and and keep keep book on Drew. I don't like it, but Whenever they put a smaller defender on Drew, Drew has been posting up and has been scoring. Keep book on Drew. Um, You go Bridges or you go Bridges on uh, Middleton, crowd on Giannis, and you just switch it up. And every time you just throw in, you just got Aiden and Chris Paul, one of them digging down. And you just got to yeah. live with it like that. Cause right, Bill Middleton and Drew is just knocking it down. You gotta still pay attention to them, but you don't have to sit here and say, "Oh, Giannis already got help." You yes, just, you just run through the rotations. You have to run through the rotations.
0: Sure, to, and, and I, I just here's the here's the thing. Like when I when I think about the series, right, let's, let's focus it on, let's do, let's do some Suns offense. So when I look at the Suns offense, Bryce, I mean, I, what am I, again, that the inconsistencies are, are still, is still a play, right? I mean, for crying out loud, like if you rank the top three players on the Suns, uh, in, in game three, uh, you know, there's a fair argument that, you know, maybe you don't even have Paul and Booker in the top three. Maybe you have Cam Johnson. Maybe you have DeAndre Eaton, you know, in your top two, right? So how are you How are you trying to get this going? Because the fact is Phoenix is not going to win this series if Devin Booker continues to shoot like this. And the fact is that Chris Paul is going to have to figure out his way against Drew Holiday. And I understand that Drew Holiday is a great defender. Chris Paul has to be able to come out and and, and really impact the game in many different ways. And part of me is just wondering, Bryce, like, I, it just seems like it was a very musty game three. And I, I expect them to be better, but how are you trying to unlock their offense in game four? Because it sure didn't look like the same team in game one and two.
2: Sure. I mean, I think you gotta I think you gotta get Book back to his roots of, of what makes him a great scorer. And it's that it's that mid-range jumper. I, we mentioned it earlier in the podcast. I mean, the mid-range is what sets Devin Booker apart from a lot of these other stars in the league, right? And we yeah. we've talked extensively on here before, Zach. I can't remember, I, it might have been me and you but we look at great scorers in the nba of all time um even before the three-point line that mid-range is what sets you apart it's what sets you apart in in the in the league and if devin booker isn't doesn't have that going and he's just trying to find his stroke from three all game it's going to be a rough night it's going to be a rough night devin booker's his mid-range game opens up everything else for him and all of his teammates. It allows Chris Paul to create better, um, which with Chris Paul, I'm not super concerned because he's figured it out time and time again. He's a true veteran of the league. Yes, this is a tall task in getting around Drew Holiday, but I think he's going to figure it out. Chris Paul has been the steady hand of this Phoenix Suns team when things get rough. He's been their closer and closing games, even though we we give Devin Booker so much praise. But again, how soon we forget Chris Paul had 37 and, and 41 in closeout games in two straight series. That's nothing to bat an eye at. So you get Devin Booker, uh, his mid-range going, you let Chris Paul do his thing. He's going to figure it out. And you keep feeding Aiton um, when, when it's convenient. I, I'd like to see more pick and rolls with DeAndre Aiton. I think Aiton is just unstoppable on those. He's logs. great on
0: the screen assists. He, he's, yeah.
2: he's awesome on it. Go back to it. Why not? And, you know, I mean, I fully expect bridges. the combination of Bridges, Johnson, Crowder, Craig, and then a little bit of campaign. They're going to hit their threes. They're going to get yeah. threes. They're going to hit them. We've seen Mikhail Bridges um, hit his little stretches of, of really good basketball. We saw Cam Johnson. Really? All of uh, Yeah, honestly, all of them. I mean, Cam Johnson had his little breakout quarter in the third quarter, almost brought the Suns all the way back. Uh, From 15 down um, They could just never get over that That like six to eight point hump They could never get over that But I mean Cam Johnson was outstanding in game three
1: Yeah he was Phoenix has to use P.J. Tucker They keep putting him on Either Booker or Chris Paul Abuse that at every opportunity He's not fast enough to keep up with them And he's foul prone he fouls a lot. All you have to do is put it. Just, just put. Just put him in that. Literally, put him in anything that make him have to trail you. He will. He fouled Devin Book on the three. All simply off for of coming off a of screen, and rising up. It.
0: Uh, I, and, and Zach. They can lead to it. And, and Zach, here, here's the other thing, and I think J.D. made a good point, is like, if you're going to take out Tucker, right, and take out what he can, what you're going to take advantage of that and go at him a little bit, right, to a certain extent, as Bryce mentioned, you have to figure out ways to get the ball to DeAndre Ayton. But I think DeAndre Ayton has to, it, it can't be a situation where Chris Paul is having to demand to get, you know, the ball. Uh, to DeAndre Ayton, it's got to be something where DeAndre Ayton has to go to his team and be like, I want the gosh dang ball. Zach, it doesn't feel like we see that very much. It seems like it's just coming in rhythm. Like, do you think that because of the way that he played in game three, that in game four and possibly more games in the series, DeAndre Ayton says, hey, I have to get the ball. Give me the ball. Let me work. You know, because I think that's important for the Suns to win the series. <laughs>
3: I think it's essential. In his defense, he's never been that guy. Uh, as long as he's been in the league. Sure. never been a guy that demands the ball. Even in his rookie season when they sucked. They won sure. 19 games his rookie year, and he he, won't, he wasn't back then. Uh, I think he's going to have to. They're going to have to run plays for him. You know, we saw that a little bit in game three, but uh, haven't seen it a ton this playoffs. He has a big mismatch in his favor. Against Lopez and Tucker, like he does, he has to take advantage of it. You know, I've I've been touting him as the third best center, which I still you have. I still believe it, but
1: your belief system. (laughs) Well, hey, look,
3: I think he's. I think it's going to my favor. Other than last, you know, the last couple games, but sure. I still think I still think he's the third best. He's gonna to have to demand the ball. You know, if he wants to if they wanna I still think they can win without him demanding the ball. Because I think Booker his shooting's gonna get better. Sure. I know Holiday's defense is still gonna be elite, but I don't expect Booker to be in a coma for the next couple of games like he has been. No. One. No. Chris Paul, you know, JD knows it. We all know it. Chris Paul's gonna be better. But I would like to see him demand the ball. Me personally, I'd like to see it just because of the mismatch, just because it would give them more breathing room, definitely.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, and here's, here's the thing for me, right, is when I watch in general when I've been watching the games that I've been able to catch, I mean, obviously, if I've been a, uh, on vacation in Texas as, uh, you know, one of the reasons that Bryce hosted last week. It's what I'm seeing in this comes down to a couple things, right? It's like, everybody's better at home. Okay. And guys are going to step up, you know, like the, the Pat Connaughton's of the world. They're going to be much more comfortable doing it at home than they are on the road. Okay. Mikael Bridges isn't going to go for 25 or 30 points, most likely in a road game. He's more likely to do it at at home. Okay. And I think, I think that, you know, this is to me where I just, I'm starting to like the Phoenix Suns a lot more, even after game three. I know that's weird, but it's the truth. I'm liking the way that the Suns can combat this in game four. And I understand the Saric injury and all that jazz, but they win. On you know, the road. I low key think that I low key think that the Suns can still get it on the road because they've proven that they've been able to do they it. Totally on the road. They totally can. Frank have. Kaminsky, Frank Kaminsky. I mean, I, you know, you know, how I feel about Frank Kaminsky, but Frank Kaminsky. OK, all I need him to do is play for like five minutes. I don't care about the plus minus. OK, all I'm asking is he gives five minutes of just decent basketball. He's a seven footer, just moves around and just give me rebounds. OK, that's all I that's all I need. It's all I ask for. I've got too many guys who could crash the glass. That's the good part about the Suns play. OK, uh, here's no the thing no, I really uh, want to see, though. Game two, there was incredible ball movement. Game three, it felt lackadaisical ball movement from the Phoenix Sun side. That's not how they're going to win. Milwaukee has too many individually elite defenders. I'm not banking on Phoenix one on one But sure, yeah, sure. He's played one on
1: one a lot. He played one on one a lot last game.
0: Yeah, and you can't, and you're not going to win like that against elite defenders. Drew Holiday is an elite defender. Giannis is an elite defender. And even though I think Tucker can't guard Booker and Paul, I still think Tucker's a good defender. Middleton's a good defender. Like, you can't just sit there and go one on one and expect them to, you know, make it every single time, as shown in in history and evidence and however you want to look at it. It just doesn't work. So, uh, JD, I'll I'll have you I'll have you tackle this one. How are you trying to get the one-on-one out of out of the Suns' bug? I mean, the beautiful part about Game Two was their incredible ball movement. And Why did I that mean, go away in Game Three?
1: Because they started out behind. Book Book was trying to force the issue too much. If Book wasn't trying to force the issue, things the ball would have moved a lot better. You gotta think about it, M- Michael Bridges. Unselfish passer. I don't need to speak on Chris Paul. Crowder, one of the one of the best things about Crowder is he can pass. I said all Miami is gonna miss his passing more than they miss anything else. He goes to Phoenix. Who threw the to him to DeAndre Aiden all game two? Jay Crowder the one where he dunked over Zubac at the beginning of the game and for the game winner. Sure. Great passer. Yeah. yeah. David Booker is a very good passer. The problem is Book, I don't know if his shot wasn't going down and shoot around, so he tried to force the issue or something, but Book slowed the ball down a lot and he, he played too much one-on-one ball and I think it was to the detriment of the team. You can you just catch it in rhythm, shoot. Like, it's not like you're not able to do that. I mean, in college, you was probably the best shooter in college, and you didn't handle the ball at all. Yeah, you got way more ball handling duties now. But a shooter can shoot. Didn't he win the three-point shootout uh, last year or was it this year? If I remember correctly, he's won a three-point shootout. I just yeah, I, the year. Yeah, I know for sure yeah, you won one. Yeah. You know, so Yeah, it was last year. It was last year. So it comes down to literally catching it in rhythm and shooting the ball. You do not have to shoot it off the dribble just because you can dribble. Sure. Sure.
0: No, it's 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 all it, it look, it, going into these games, I mean all of these are just talking points and you know, we really only have one series to dissect because, well, it's the finals, it's the championship. Uh, so, you know, going in on this more in detail, uh, big picture alike is what you're going to see from from the Lintinian podcast moving forward. Uh, you know, the Running Hook podcast with Alex Burr and Dylan Hughes will be getting a little bit more in depth similar, but just a little different. Uh, so please uh, check that out as well. Uh, triple option podcast still on hiatus, uh, but please uh, keep yourselves updated for, for what's coming on and what's, what's happening battleground. Uh, you know, we're, we're still trying to figure that out uh, to put together an episode. Potentially. We will see where that goes. Uh, circle city cinemas put out some podcasts recently, particularly with Loki. And uh, I believe with some black widow talk, Zach, some black widow talk on the circle city center. A little bit, a little bit. A little bit. I'm going to have a
3: official black widow pod. Uh, hopefully this week. So yeah, might have Uh-oh. you and uh and Bryce on. We'll see.
0: Uh oh. Uh oh. We'll see. That's a first for me. So uh, you're getting you're getting <laughs> exclusive you're getting exclusive content right on the bat. So, uh, without without further ado, uh, Bryce Zach and uh, JD, thank you for coming on the Lynn Sandy Podcast.
1: Thanks for having me. Of course. Uh...